Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a special guest. I've been on his YouTube channel. We've had some discussions on a variety of topics, and we've been friends on the internet for a while, it seems. But his name is Brandon Young. His Twitter handle is probably the best way you can contact him is Brandon Young82, B R A N D O N Young82. And he also has a YouTube channel with some great interviews. He's done uh, interviews with Thomas Sheridan. He's uh, another guy by the name of Ram Rasmus, who's kind of an anti-occultist. I think Brandon Young de describes himself as an anti-occultist, but he can tell you more about that. But tonight we're going to talk about a person who is, is causing a lot of consternation within the UFO community. Uh, his name is Corey Good, G-O-O-D-E, and he believes that he is some type of intermediary with UFOs, particularly these Blue Avian UFOs, and he runs a website that's called the Sphere Something Alliance. So what is it? What is it again, Brandon? The Sphere Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Brandon has agreed to be on the show tonight to talk more about this. I've kind of followed it a little bit on Facebook, and but I haven't I haven't really gotten into the kind of the real details. But I find this to be a very interesting subject for a variety of reasons because um, somebody who I think this guy's only been around since about 2015, comes on to and enter into this kind of scene and uh, almost like drops a bomb and blow, you know, everybody has, has an opinion about it. So Brandon's going to talk more about it. Brandon, thank you for being on the show. William, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's yeah. always great to talk to you. Yeah, likewise, always. likewise. So tell us more about uh, this guy, Corey Good, and tell, tell a little bit about, uh, why don't you start by telling a little bit about yourself and then talk about Corey Good. Okay. Um, well, I am, um, basically a, a, uh, trained, uh, legal scholar. I graduated from law school, still going to pass the, uh, bar exam and stuff like that. So, um, also part-time, always a part-time student and teacher, I would say. Um, I kind of operate, um, in the kind of what people would call the real world other than just sort of, um, investigating and researching um, all the time, which I would love to do, but I do that as sort of a side hobby um, into, um, you know, philosophy uh, and lots of different um, questions unrelated to um, the UFO paranormal sort of conspiracy uh, theory uh, community or the alternative media community. Um, they happen to coincide a lot of times, which is really great. Um, and yes, I do run a uh, podcast called the anti-occult cast and uh it, what we the meaning of that means is sort of um to expose the occult so, so for example we'll read some occult grimoires or occult books like say um you know uh albert matthew's encyclopedia freemasonry or manly p hall and 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 kind of just go over the sort of occult like because people don't really aren't really aware i feel especially my generation of the occult themes that are really out in the open right now. And I feel like this is in the age of sort of the revealing and awakening up into that. So what the anti-occult cast does is, is sort of try to bring up these topics and discuss them with a variety of different people and perspectives. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely cover a lot of different topics and uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. But uh, talk about how you came across this guy, Corey Good, and, and your research mm -hmm. into his life. Yeah, uh, so uh, basically a, a couple of years ago, almost a couple of years ago, back then I think it was Gaia TV um, before it was Gaia TV and owned by Clear Channel. 
um, there was a station coming out that was sort of an alternative yoga, uh, um, uh, alternative uh, new age uh, channel that you can even see on your cable channel right now. Right. And stuff. I remember that. Yeah, yeah and they, and so they also had a line of like yoga um, equipment that you could buy, you know, yoga mats and so on. And so this was a corporation called Guy, and they just started getting into um, the television sort of realm. And the first series that they had on when Jay Widener took over, um, who Jay Widener is uh, sort of a researcher into uh, investigator too, with the film background into Kubrick. He's known for his Stanley Kubrick uh, theories and, and a lot of other stuff. And he started to head up the department of production at Gaia, Gaia TV. So, so David Wilcock was one of the first people to be on with that because he is sort of a new age community and even, you know, past the new age community, but people just stuck in that consciousness, love David Wilcock. And um, so he had him on and then David had this, his own show. And then, um, there was a show that just tried out Corey good, uh, who comes out of nowhere, but he, he doesn't come out of nowhere upon further inspection. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, so he goes on Cosmic Disclosure with David Wilcock and introduced to a larger audience, I would say, at large. Um, so, and, Dave, and he goes on and talks about um, the fact that he was in the Secret Space program for what is called a 20 and 20 vacuum program. So you do 20 years in outer space fighting the insects and, you know, straight, something straight out of uh, Battlestar Galactica or something right. like that. And, Starship um, Troopers, I mean, Starship Troopers, right. every you know, right, right. yeah. And um, so then he comes back to be the ambassador picked by the military. And by the way, when he's come back to Earth, he is he's you know the, because of the advanced technology of blue aliens and extraterrestrials and all that, they age regress him right to the point where he supposedly left. And by the way, these yeah. memories don't come to him until very late in life when he had no job. So, right. and interesting. Awesome. It's like an unemployment somehow. It struck him like lightning that he had this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I mean, listen. I don't want to say. I don't want to come off like I hate the guy. Listen, I'm, you criticize what you love, and I. But it's it's just important for the health of um, you know. If we're gonna have any uh, real research into um, uh, the secret space program, if those terms are gonna mean anything, we really have to weed out a bunch of the. Yes, in my opinion, and that's just part and healthy of of, um, of what we do here, and, and of, that, yeah. of thinking individual. So anyway, so Corey Good comes back and he says that okay, well, here's the thing, um, you know, I know all about the inner Earth, outer Earth. I've met the people on the inner Earth; they're called the Mayans, and the people on the outer Earth, who you've ha you haven't heard about, no one's ever heard about these beings, but they're called the Blue Avians. And wouldn't you know it, they look indigo in color, you know, and they're feathered, tall humanoid bird-like beings, like uh, Jar Jar 2.0 from George Lucas, if he hadn't sold the rights um, to Disney, we'd be seeing those things, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a, it was perfect. When I saw that image on the, these Cosmic Disclosure videos, I said, ha, you know, like, they're combining, you know, that those dolphin-like, you know, colors. Can you be go, careful and just right. speak clearly into your microphone, because you come in and out of... Uh... Oh, kind of okay. coming Sorry. in. Sorry. Yep. So you know, when I saw these blue avians, um, something really was triggered in me, and I noticed that there was something going on in the background on these cosmic disclosure videos. 
And I wasn't the only one. Every, every time I sent it to somebody, they said they, they had a really weird feeling right when the blue avians are revealed. Yeah. And so, shown with uh, the hand signal, the Baphomet, uh, the two thumb and the fingers upward. And uh, one hand downward and stuff like that. So look on further examination of it, it appears that, um, you know, and a lot of TV producers do this is they they put sort of hemi, what is called hemi-sync or hollow-sync technology mm-hmm. into their movies to, you know, put an unconscious level of, you know, uh, brain uh, waves at you or something like that. Interesting. Cause in your brain. Yeah, and that's been proven to happen. Um, this is just, you know, that's ordinary science, but it was being used for the first time in sort of an ET way, as far as I know. And, you know, I don't pay too much to do it, but it, it, it did, it was there. And as soon as I started talking about it, and I did eventually go on a show and talk about that. Um, so I was very early on to the Blue Avian thing. You know, I talked about how, you know, there's hemisync in there and, and how, you know, it really is trying to send a subconscious message almost. So this right. is two years. Oh, before anyone was talking about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So the hemi-sync is there as a subtle kind of mind control kind of influencer. Right. Gotcha. And, and then they took it, and then curiously enough, after I went on the radio and talked about it, uh, the hemi-sync, and by the way, I hadn't, I wasn't talking about Corey Good as a person, hadn't, this, this whole thing with dark journalists hadn't happened yet. Uh, I gave the info for John to John Rasmus, who's a great um, investigator of the occult and the mm-hmm. anti-occult and uh, frauds and hoaxes. He uh, made a video right away saying that these are probably negative entities if they exist at all. Um, because no one else has, um, you know, they haven't had, had the experience of... Right, so Corey Good is the only contact between the Blue Avians and humanity, right? Correct, exactly, exactly. It's almost like a childhood's end uh, scenario right. where there's an ambassador uh, to the this... The, this alien group. Right. Um, so it comes right out of the scripts from some of Jay Widener's favorite sci-fi stuff. So, so it's it weird how that, that correlates with Jay Widener. With Jay, how long has Jay Widener been over at Gaia? Think about two years. Right, now. so he starts just as Jay Widener. And actually, it's interesting because I've only seen a couple interviews with Corey Good and really just kind of got into the story, believe it or not, today. But he references Jay Widener often and how he convinced Jay Widener that his story is true and that Jay mm-hmm. we- so he's relying upon this other producer as his kind of uh you know something that verifies his story and he's and also he spends a lot of other time uh talking about his detractors which I find in- interesting which he seems to have a legion of de- uh people questioning the legitimacy or veracity of the story and exactly. it seems like, right. and it seems like that really has hit kind of a high point Within the last three months or four months, is that correct? Correct. Uh, and well, what started it off that wave off? So you know, this was two years ago. We made the first anti-believe, not anti-believe, but pretty much anti-believe videos and, and research. I kind of left it alone, but I kept you know on the back burner basically. And I had other researching things, and I was into. And uh, but I was aware of their their fast uh, audience. Um, Starting to grow, mm-hmm. um, people started really to trust Corey Good and uh, and all this. So what happened was, I think about six months ago or so, um, they had a conference, a pretty big annual conference now called uh, Contact in the Desert is the actual name of it. 
And, you know, they have the biggest names there, you know, in ufology and the paranormal show up. It's a big, well-funded event by, I think, Clear Channel funds it and, then, and a lot of other people. And, you know, everybody's sort of there and they feel like, oh, wow, so cool, you know, part I of the group. Think it's a hobnob with the, the glitterati or whatever, the UFO, right. UFOs. Right, and they, think, they actually think they're celebrities. And right, then, it's kind of like a semi-celebrity, yeah. Yeah, yeah celebrity. So at the, Sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of know these conferences are, you know, and oftentimes they're they're not cheap. They they cost a pretty penny. Right. Right. I don't. I mean, I didn't go, so I don't know. But um, so anyway, so they had this contact in the desert, and there was unveiled their plan, and they had a team, and their team consisted of um, basically Corey Good. Uh, a person who just passed away named William Tompkins, who was a, a alleged whistleblower into the secret space program, was something like 90 years old, passed away just on the eclipse, I think, um, at while he was at the Eclipse of Disclosure Conference, because they always have these conferences. Anyway, he's one of them. Uh, Michael Sala, um, I don't know if he was at that meeting, but, but um, a guy named Roger Ramsur, who... Um, who is Corey's business partner, and then uh, who else is on there? A bunch of different Jordan Sather, Teresa Yarnos, who are these younger YouTubers who are trying to make it, you know, really cool to be part of this. Who are trying to it's kind know, of movement, back. right? Yeah, because you know they see Corey making some money and, and being famous and things like this. So, well, what, you know, talk they, about the money. Is is there a significant amount of money in what he's doing, and how does he how does he raise money? Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know 100%, but um, as far as I know, um, I did hear about some large donations. I'm talking, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, not to, just being donated from uh, individuals, not to mention the book deals and residuals from whatever, you know. So he's making probably a, a decent living. Not Does he to have a number of books? He that. doesn't yet, and that's the thing. The, 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 I was going to say at, at contact in the desert, um, this conference they had a team meeting where it was unveiled that what they would do is release a book called the Secret Space Program, and they actually added Linda Moulton Howe's name to that presentation on the cover of the of the book without letting Linda Moulton Howe know, and she was like, "I have nothing to do with that book at all," right? So. Um, Anyway, so uh, so they're coming out with a book, a comic book, and a video game. It's their sort of larger business plan. So it's right. a big. It's being run a business right now. They brought out. I'm looking at this contact in the desert. They brought out all the big wigs: Graham Hancock, oh. George Norrie, Eric von Daniken, George Lee Sokolos, the ancient aliens guy, Stephen Greer, who is another questionable character. Mm -hmm. So Good was in there. David Wilcock. So yeah, they they uh, Whitley Strever, who I've heard stories about, Jacques Vallee, yep. fascinating guy. Yeah, Lavenda, who I can tell you stories yep. about him. I mean, really remarkable. And Lavenda has come out with a book with a guy from uh, what is it, Secret Blink, Machines? Blink. Yeah, Blink One, which is kind of the same type of thing, right? Aliens, it, secret space. It's stuff. interesting that we're exactly because it's it's interesting to look at both of those camps and how first of all they're not talking to each other and saying, hey, you know, I support you 100. percent You know, like so they're they're sort of two different factions i feel and um and from the government because they both are in context so, well suppose i mean Corey's whole thing could be made up tom's thing has a little more substance behind it but, but um let's let's take it as a you know 
as a given that Corey is in contact with the military, okay, and has been part of the MyLab, according to his bio, um, part of the MyLabs program since he was about five or six years old. He was recruited into MyLabs, which is a real, you don't get, as far as I, you know, even Stephen Greer brought this point up uh, with Corey. Corey Good, he's like, well, you know, you don't get. Recruited. You got to be close to. You got to be close to your um, microphone. Okay, I think that's I'm better. trying to be as that's much better. as possible. Okay, that's better right there. All right. Uh, so Stephen Greer brought up the point that uh, in a MyLab program, that is an abuse uh, scenario. Huh. Okay, and uh, you're, you're being abducted. So what is Corey saying? Like, is he, is he part of the abduction scenario? Was he shown? crazy things on the psychotronic weaponry like uh one of his was uh steven greer's friend you know and he, he called and he said that a head honcho like guy got flipped out about it when steven greer called uh cory good a victim if anything oh. you know um because you know because a my lab is an abuse scenario it's an abduction scenario where you're put under cycles you know some really heavy things supposedly so anyway um now who knows if that this, that's also all allegedly um, right. In Good's case, but anyway, so there we have what you we have with Tom DeLonge and uh, Corey okay. Good are uh, I think disinformation uh, from the military, perhaps being uh, distilled with the intermediary thinking they're doing something good right. uh, okay. for the nation and for the protection of humanity. You know, so All right. so they've got this patina of like I'm doing good for humanity, but also. Disinfo, disinfo program of, I mean, I, like I like, uh, you know, there was a guy online, dark journalist, did a, did a thing about Corey Good and said, you know, he just came in and took up all this other space that other speakers who actually have legitimate research, you know, didn't have time right. to talk about. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and that was you know one of these uh, you know um, speakers, Richard Dolan and, and Joseph Farrell and even Peter Lavenda and and, and stuff like that. So. With them and, and Nick Redfern and every, anybody who de deals with um, research, you have to have some evidence because, okay, Corey Good is claiming that he's in constant contact with these blue avians, you know, you know, telepathically, and they and they um, come down, they they take them in a bubble up to their spaceship and all this stuff, right? right. And um, it's just him. And, uh, and, and they give him permission to, uh, you know, disclose this or that. But they haven't given him one shred of evidence. They haven't given him one tangible I mean, isn't that, isn't that the whole problem with the entirety of the UFO research community? Yeah. Is that they never have any evidence. I've seen some of the stuff. I mean, one of the reasons I don't know much about UFOs is because just they just discredit themselves by putting out stuff yeah. that's ridiculous. And no evidence. Right. And so I saw this one, like, we've had contact. This is a CGI image. Come on. I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. Come on. Give me some evidence. And all every time I look, it's just mm -hmm. a bunch of, you know, I believe me because I saw it. You didn't see it. And so a lot of those UFO stories for me, I think a significant proportion of them are, are just somebody made up something, you know, to, to, yeah. to fleece the public. Or, you know, they're a vision yeah. or they're a channel of material or something like that, you know. So yeah, and and you're right. I mean, it just totally distracts from the real research into you know satellite pro missile programs and things like that. There's definitely you know? secret space programs. They're putting the American military is putting stuff up into space once at least yep. once a year. That's public. That's just public. 
So God Absolutely. only knows. I mean, you know, they say that they're at least 15, 20 years beyond anything that the public has. Right. And you got to ask yourself another fu fundamental question when it comes to these alleged whistleblowers. Now, someone like Snowden, okay, I don't know what you care, you think about him, but he has to be in Russia. You know, I mean, he does. he's not living with freedom. Right. He's just flying around. Right. Uh, here and there, going to conferences, open and free to speak as much as you want. Yeah, excellent now, point, yeah. any criticism, so any, and now if, you're, if you criticize Corey Gooder, you just ask these basic questions, you are threatened, you are, uh, and, you know, and that's very indicative of, uh, or indicative of Corey Good's behavior, which was released with, when I, when I, this restraining order that I uh, came across. It was uh, that was also released by Dark Journalist too. It was and, released and, uh, by who? Dark Journalist. Dark Journalist. So, so he's he yeah. was the one who saw that, and that was fairly recent, right before he kind of came out as you know contactee with these blue avian sphere whatever, right sphere lines. The, well, the restraint right, I think is from two thousand and thirteen. I think. Uh, I think it's that. even be earlier than that. I think it's fifteen or fourteen. My, oh yeah, you might be. Might be right. I think, I to, but um, so yeah. But there you have actual evidence, and 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 now there's Corey Good saying, well, that's manufactured evidence, and wow. uh, and David Wolf saying that he, you know, he went, he his brakes were cut, and uh, he almost died, and all this stuff. Right. And, this kind of phony know. narrative that wasn't ever backed up by anybody. But those affidavits, when you write an affidavit to the court mm -hmm. like that and put your name on it, it's a very serious thing. If you lie, get caught lying yeah. on an affidavit. You go to jail. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And then, and yeah. see, there. And there's two different real. guys who put it who on that Corey Good affidavit, you mm -hmm. know, verified the story and that they weren't there and the guy wasn't even close to his house or you know. Yep, and and and, and people don't have the time or I I guess to look at that because if you look at that, uh, the facts are of the case are that Corey Good was fired from this tech company where, you know, allegedly he said he was making a six-figure salary, so he had no incentive to go into the UFO program thing, you know, uh, circuit at all. Right, so he's got a, this kind of phony narrative, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so anyway, working for this company, he gets fired, he moves away. He has a – he makes a YouTube video of himself breaking down and in, in, in what – in the – Darling International, which is uh, incorporated, which is the the plaintiff, um, right in Irving, Texas, bringing the restraining order. Yeah, yeah they um, he's they they basically said, okay, we need to put a restraining order on this ex employee because he made a YouTube video with like a knife through a magazine and saying that Darling broke into this house and left this message because he brought it back. Yeah. Yeah, so it just, it, it, it's this crazy... Well, the interesting um, thing also about that restraining order is the the Darling and their internal counsel put the, the written oral narrative of that video in that restraining order for the yeah. court. So, like, this is exactly yeah. what his statement was, and we have these affidavits that contradict that, so, yeah. Good thing, because he yeah. took that video down, of course, wouldn't you know it? I mean, why would he keep it up there, right? Yeah, um, yeah so, he, he I mean... It, it's good for people, you know, it's funny, you can bring up these research and, and, and the way the people in the Corey Good Blue cult deal with it is by just like either ignoring it or character assassinating uh, anyone who questions it like they did with Greer. They haven't really done with 
stolen as much. What do you mean by um, Greer? What's the character exact? I mean, did he? What's the story oh, of Greer? So can you give us some background on it? Yeah, sure. So I mean, I, so Greer, you know, he, I, as I just said, he has some criticisms of Corey Good, where he oh. just says he's an unreliable witness due to the fact that uh, he's, you know, supposedly in my lab program, which is an abuse scenario, and you can be made to think that there are, you know. Beans present and all. So anyway, right. I mean, um, I've actually heard that about the other guy. What's well, he talked about him. It's uh, oh, now I'm forgetting his name. Um, it was another. Uh, we thought that uh, somebody said that that guy Basaggio, that's his name. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a, is a mind control person. That his stories, which are you know, yeah. basically he went to Mars with Obama and fought dinosaurs. The reason why right. he has this bizarre story is because he's a mind control victim, and he's actually. Given talks with like New Age whack jobs, Rampa, that lady who chant uh, Jay Z Knight who channels Rampa, he has very strange connections. One of the funny things, just an aside about Basaggio, is I get, I heard his talk and he supposedly the space uh, shuttle that he takes is located <laughs> like about ten blocks away from where I live in L.A. No. Yeah, it's on the corner of Imperial and Sepulveda, oh, yeah. just south yeah. of the airport. And the funny thing is, is that its address is 999 Sepulveda. So if you flip it up, oh. and there's a huge 999, about six feet tall. So if you flip that up, it's six, flip it over, it's 666. But Dang. I've wanted to, there's like, a, I want to go take their elevators and see if I can get transported to Mars. But it's very <laughs> yeah. hard to believe that that building, I mean, it's, it, it's a corporate building. So that whole story is preposterous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they did the Project Camelot um, uh, True TV pilot, and, and they have Andrew Bishago there, and, and he's like, oh, it was right over here, and they're going, and it, you know, it was this TV show, it was like very intense, yeah, like, yeah. oh, we're going to find the, the secret Trump room, and so, and then it just cuts to them staring from a rooftop at this business building, like <laughs> non-discreet business building, Dude, it's like and he's it, like, there it is. That's a, that's absurd. That business, no, the interesting guy. thing about that business building is it's all glass floors, so you can see into people working there. Huh. And uh, I mean, what are they doing? Is somebody operating a, a space jump while all these other people are working on, you know, business deals? It doesn't make sense. But. Yeah, and and again, that's just a story. Uh, his evidence is a photograph from Gettysburg of a little kid. Often he says, "Oh, I was there. That's me. I actually handed uh, Abraham helped Abraham Lincoln out with his address, and then I, I mean, traveled it's, here." It's almost like that guy's put out there as a test to see if they can find completely gullible morons who will just yep. believe that. I mean, maybe goods like that too. Maybe that's like yep. who are we finding? I'd be terrified. To look at some of the people who actually think he's serious and give him money, you know, right? And that's the th well, that's you're exactly that's a good point. Uh, that's a very good point because his associations, and you got to wonder who would want this type of because if you're thinking for everyone connected to him are profiting or piggybacking on up on him in some way, or they just are like you know attracted to him or or whatever. You know, there's just a that lot culture, of just like you said, the kind of conference. Internet mm -hmm. culture has like many celebrities, you know, and people want to talk to them, chat with them. Talk, you know, yep. it's like they get a little bit of charge, celebrity type of charge off of yep. them. And, and what and, and the big outlet for that has been the fade to black um, radio show with Jimmy Church, who comes from like a back a rock and roll background, and so he makes a he makes the UFO paranormal community like uh, as rock stars. You know what I mean? So. Um, 
Yeah, so he and so, he also comes along the scene about two, three years ago. That so he's fairly recent. So yeah, interesting. So he's right. They're kind of they log roll for each other. I mean, clearly this guy Wilcox is log rolling for for good. And you know, mm -hmm. you ever heard the term log log rolling? Well, I can kind of yeah. I mean, it's I basically can, that's you know. what it means. You both want to stay on top of the log, so you both walk at the same pace. You know. Yeah, and and so everything, uh, you know, is. is together like people like to think oh wow there's so much diversity in the uh, ufo eat you know community or whatever and you know to some extent that's true but if you look at the main media voices like coast to coast mm -hmm. they're owned by clear channel you know Absolutely. that's mainstream new and then what Corey good and, and other people do is their propaganda system works like this you know, Corey Good comes out with this uh, article, or Michael Sala comes out with an article. He's a researcher into UFOs and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, William Tompkins, rest in peace, comes out with an article, or or David Wilcox, somebody in the circle comes out with an article, and it says, you know, the Pope is going to bow down to the Blue Avians. Um, they come together and read the article, and it's just nonsense, and it refers to two inside sources. And well, who are those two inside sources? Corey Good Corey and David Good. Wilcock, right? Oh, wow, exactly. Yeah, and then both, so they bounce off each other yeah. like that, you know. That's and amazing. that's how the so people seemingly, and then uh, you know, so I've it seemingly has legitimacy. But if you ever looked back and look at their sources, you know, it's about as legit as yeah. a three dollar bill, right? Well, they're all on the, they're all profiting in some way from Corey Good's uh, star if you want to call it that you know what i mean like just to, like, just to give just to bounce back the the book that Corey good is writing is called the case for a secret space program it has its, its contributors dr michael sala william Tompkins, who you talked about dr robert wood Corey good with a forward by david wilcock and jay widener so right I mean, so that tells him. you all there i mean look i mean it's connected to the gaia program ultimately but it was pretty revealing last night i mean uh, Jay Widener went on with a uh, guy named Jay Dyer, who um, is kind of a film philosophy critic and, and geopolitic uh, YouTuber and um, researcher, has a book, Esoteric Hollywood. And now Jay Dyer is out doing a series for Gaia um, where they're looking at films. And it seems like I got the impression last night that Jay Widener is actually a little sick and tired of the no evidence he even said it he said you know these stories about no evidence where and it comes from a channeled material he's like i don't want anything to do with that um, so, he's, so he's actually trying to move his uh, farther away from secret space program cory good stuff is that what it sounds like yeah uh well i think he's probably keeping it on the back burner yeah uh, i think you know what I mean? yeah um, because of this public exposure, and oh. and by the way, so the, he's trying to move away now that the people know that Corey Good is is less than legit. Right. Wagner wants God. Uh, interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, I would it, say that association back. doesn't look wouldn't look good to anybody. You know. Right. So he's putting now is I mean because Jay Dyer filmed that I think over a year ago or so, so they're just putting it out now. You know, when you sign a contract with Gaia, by the way, they can use all your material. You don't really make too much money, I heard, off of it. It's kind of like, you know, a silly contract. But anyway, the point is, is that Jay Widener is kind of like, you know, here, here, everybody, focus on this now. Right. Now, right. uh, don't focus on this Nazca mummy, um, which I also interviewed. I don't know if you've heard about that one. No. But, um, 
the, okay, there's a supposed Nazca mummy discovered in Peru that uh, something like, you know, 10,000 years old or something like that. And they say it's a mummy, and it's just, but a lot of people think it's just a hoax. You know, this guy Jaime Musan, who's been caught faking and hoaxing the public from, he's a Mexican UFO guy. Interesting. Uh, he's been caught hoaxing, like, red-handed, like, at least three times, like, lying straight up to the public. I think he was behind the so-called Roswell slides, the, the, the fake alien autopsy, all kinds of stuff, you know, I believe 100%. And, um, and then there's a whole bunch of people who are willing to just grasp onto that, right? Right, because I think what Jay Widener brings, because he's a director and, and, he's, and stuff, is he brings a sort of cinematic feel uh, to these concepts, you know, and these personalities to make you think that they're so cool and the story's so great. You know, and it's it's very cleverly edited. I got to give it credit, but once you see past it, it's really it's really clear to to me anyway. To you know that they're basically um, it, it's a fake. You know what I mean, right. I, or whatever they're putting down. It, it's, well, it's edited. Seen, there's like this small. There's the Nazca mummy. There's this little mini thing that people said is an alien. There's been all these little artifacts that people brought out, and then they look at them. It's just like it's the same yeah. thing that happened in Darwinism. Where they would find these, the missing link, the what is it, the all these was it the Eating man, yeah, and then, yeah, all these piltdown men, and they were all frauds. They're all complete yeah. frauds, and the same thing happens in Jerusalem. They have whole right. like uh, you know storage facilities Expedition. for all these fake things that yeah. people have produced and tried to say, you oh, know, this really? is Jesus's sarcophagus, and tried to sell that. You know, <laughs> and this this happens because people know. When they create those fakes, that there's a market for them. There's all these people waiting yep. for that proof, you know. And uh, so they've they've been busted all the time. There was a guy who was swindling the Mormon Church, creating fake documents, mm. and uh, it's a fascinating story. Oh. I can't remember. Oh, I heard, heard that story. He what he would yeah. do? He was a master forger, and what he would do is go find old books that you know were from that time frame, from the late mid 18, 1850s, and rip out mm -hmm. empty pages. So the paper mm -hmm. would be the exact kind of paper, and then he'd forge okay. it with ink, and people would verify them as authentic. You know, so he was so yep. good that he could get third parties to verify the docs, and he finally got caught because once it started to unravel, he like bombed people. It was really it's a really an incredible story, oh, and it turned out he was I forgot he was like an occultist who was trying to bring down the, the Mormon Church. It was really fascinating. Anyway, there's all kinds of forgeries wow. and stuff out there. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. But yet, I mean, yeah. So you have forgeries going on, you know. Um, and and some people say like, oh, you know, this could never be fake. Of course, it could be fake. Yeah, I mean, okay, take one look at the thing, you know. I mean, come on. And then so they 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 they're supposedly doing all this testing on it, and uh, you know, a lot of people say it's fake. You know, even even the people who, I, who go to the conferences. That's where that's the limits where they're allowed to disagree. It's almost like okay, I, I kind of disagree with that on that, and they'll allow that. Gotcha. But if you say one thing about Corey Good, or you, you start to introduce evidence like the restraining order, which is hundred percent fact, right. um, you know, and you can tell you, you just said like you can't lie to the court. You know what I mean? You it's can. Very, you just get it busted. I mean, you you can. <laughs> I've learned enough legal documents documents in UF too when people are testifying mm -hmm. or, or relaying their information with veracity i mean oh, all yeah. those pieces fit together you know, so. i yep. mean it's interesting that a it's not often that a 
uh, a corporation goes through those steps to actually get a restraining order through a third, you know, through the courts. It's very yeah. Unusual. I was going to say it's pretty costly, right? Yeah, costly, unusual time time drain. You know, you got to pay, you got to mm-hmm. file and get all that stuff together. Usually, it doesn't happen. So they saw something. I mean, if you look at those that door, document, I think good lasted at that job seven weeks, which is yeah. a wretched uh, performance. You know, it's well, really something normal. Else. If you looked at his LinkedIn profile, which I haven't too much, but um, according to his LinkedIn profile, which he references to show his proof that he was making a six-figure salary in the IT industry, um, but then he says that he learned it all, all in like six months, and so it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but if you look at it, it's it's all company after it's like sixteen companies on there or whatever. It's a, it's a long list, and I don't think any of them are. Year. I mean, there's his darling. It says he was there four months, but that affidavit says seven weeks. So, see, I mean, yeah, he'd be lying. So, I mean, this is the point. Is is that you have to question these people? Um, and you know, it, it, when I told so I told Neil Sanders, who's um, who Ed Offerman just yep. today, the Manson book uh, interview with him, the Manson book, and I did an interview with him uh, right before Ed did, and we and I brought up the Blue Avians to Neil. And he's like, well, tell me a bit about him. And um, so I did. He's like, he's like, okay. He's like, so I'm thinking George Adamski. And he looked, rattled off all these names. I'm like, what's that from? And he said, I was like, who's George Adamski? And he's like, well, he, he, this is a guy that, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And, I mean, there's uh, hundreds of people who saying that they are in contact with alien beings from another dimension or whatever, another planet or star system. And, um, you know, the, and it's about their relationship. Now, if you look at George Adamski, um, you know, yeah, he, people say, well, there's no motive for uh, him to lie. Well, yeah, there is. There's fame, money, you know what I mean? Those right. people kill. There's a lot, you know what I mean? That, to, to, there's a lot of incentive for him. Tons to do this. of incentive. Especially, especially when he's fired from Darling um, and then, you know, goes into PTSD mode and has a restraining order put on him. Yeah. Uh, and then now what has happened to the critics is that they've released, this is important to mention, that they've released um, and, and very much promoted um, a gang stalking video aimed at uh, people in Boston, which hmm. would probably be me and dark journalist Daniel List, who I didn't know lived in Boston, but is where I live too. And, uh, and it was uh, basically gang stalking um, Bill Ryan, who is was very critical. He runs... The Project Avalon Forum. This has been a forum for about, I don't know how many years, but for eight years, Corey Good was on that forum before he came forward. In fact, they did, a, they did Project Avalon did the first interview with Corey Good. And you have uh, a speak into the mic, dude. Here. Speak into the mic. Yeah, you have, okay. So Project Avalon did a, uh, a video, uh, a, um, yeah, a video with Corey Good, which was his first video, huh. right around the time that he got the restraining order from Don. And the, the the story is completely different, you know what I mean? It's Illuminati Insider or something like that. It's um, so it's just really interesting to see all the connections and um, and, and just the the elaborate web of deceit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and uh, but it's really, I mean, it really takes basics to say, okay, wow, okay, this is a legit restraining order. Oh wow, why didn't you tell us about this? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the guy from Project Avalon, Lavalon, wrote an article titled "The Truth About Corey Good." Yeah, and said that he was and compromised and inauthentic. Yeah, yeah, because Corey Good, while he 
he says, oh, all the critics are from Project Avalon Forum, or they're all part of this dark alliance, which is trying to uh, kill me. Now, I wouldn't want anything to happen. I wouldn't want these people murdered and tortured. He actually says this. I have screenshots. I'll look That's happy crazy. to share. Just go to his Facebook page. Um, he'll say, I wouldn't want anything to happen. It would be so terrible if the Dark Alliance were to torture and murder these critics, you know, and, and dark journalists and, and, and dark journalists was, you know, I mean, that, that's a threat and it's a threat trying to, it's a very veiled threat, you know, but it doesn't really right. take a genius to look past the veiled threat. Right. I mean, you can see Godfather where he's just like, you know, it would be really be a shame if anything happened to your family or a car accident, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yes. and all this thing, and it's very easy to play the persecuted person, right? Throughout all history, people say, oh, you know, king and tyrants everywhere say they're persecuted when they're really not. You know, these persecuted, oh, well, you know, I'm being, I'm the victim, I'm persecuted by this dark alliance. This is fake evidence. And right, you, so to, you can you define what, Corey Good says that some, there's some dark, capital D, capital A, dark alliance that is trying to frustrate his ability to talk to people. So what is the dark alliance, yeah. supposedly? Well, the, the, allegedly, this is just a well. First of all, it's a video game about aliens from uh, a couple of years ago, where I think we got the idea. But it's basically um, he. All right, so Corey Good conveniently links every criticism of him to Bill Ryan or uh, Dark Journalist, okay. and that's that 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 does two different things. It, so it, it ignores the legitimate criticism coming from, say, me. Or from C.W. Chanter, a guy who's been on him for two about two years anyway. Too, uh, it, we're completely John Rasmus. All these. Oh, there's more. Research. I know other individuals whose names I won't mention, but there's other yeah. beyond that who've made very, you know, uh, I would say very important statements about this guy. Randy, yeah, and Randy Moggins has been very uh, exactly about who I was talking about. Yep, and uh, and you know I don't think he'll mind if I mention. It. But it, the thing is, they don't mention him. They don't. There's a reason why they don't mention all any of these people. It's be you know, and it's because we're legitimate. Where we don't have a stake in this at all. You know, we're not here to destroy Corey Good as not a person. Not in that environment, right? Not in the yeah, yeah no, UFO so, disclosure environment. No, it's just from taking a cursory glance at. Um, something I think is a fraud, and then you know, on further inspection, becomes you know really uh, turns into something quite dangerous, even and not just for for me on a personal level. When they say they're going to send people to, or they have people in Boston, or how bad it would be to for some, the Dark Alliance to be tortured and murdered or whatever. Um, it's I really care about the younger people who are following this with all their soul, at, because they've lost religion. Because they like, for example, Teresa Yarnoff who does the UCs called the Divine Frequency. If you look at her original first video, nice, you know, Catholic girl with brown hair, um, and, um, you know, it's about very nice, and still is, and but then, you know, after like a six, seven month absence, she comes back promoting Corey Good, has, you know, dyed blonde hair, and, you know, totally different, and just constantly promoting um, Corey Good, the Blue Avians, and the conferences around them, those figures and then responses to but she's really great and i don't want you know what i mean like uh and her boyfriend jordan sather who you know they're all trying to build their brand around the Corey good brand the secret so they have to 
support, but I, you know, they're young. They're sort of in my generation and I, I care about them. I care about their souls, honestly. Um, you know, I don't want to see somebody worshiping a blue waving or like they, they have the eclipse exposure um, conference because they always have these conferences so they can constantly travel and not really be served or have a domicile. Right. So, I mean, that's interesting because you told me earlier that Good isn't even, has a residence. He's traveling around in an RV. Is that correct? From what I hear from some inside sources, they tell me that, uh, yeah, he's like he, Elron Hubbard style. You know, right. Hubbard. Absolutely. Elron well, Hubbard got on a boat and traveled to Spain, Morocco, all the right. places. Yeah. To avoid did. being yeah, served. served. Absolutely. Tax and I have a feeling that um, Corey Good's doing the same, you know, and he's constantly traveling. I mean, he's the first, he'll be the first to tell you that. Yeah, and I'm again, sure he has a good like, cover I, for that. You know, the, the Dark Alliance is out to get me. I got to keep moving, you know. Exactly. So it's an invented uh, catchphrase by Wilcock and Corey Good to to basically um, put every single critic under the heading of the Dark Alliance. It's so stupid. I'm not part of a Dark Alliance. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so where? What's the next step for this guy? Good. I mean, he's just going to try to write books and to maintain his credibility. Uh, Does he have a followers of rabid followers? I mean, is he a is he like a trying to create a group of core followers? I mean, is this like a Marshall yeah. Applewhite character, or is this I don't you know what? Right. You know, I don't. Well, know. That's what's scary. I don't know. Is, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah. But um, one thing is, is that the critic. I mean, he's traveling around. It reminds me of some UFO Christian cult, like people that combined sort of uh, Christianity and um, ETs. And, uh, you know, they ended up being like a death cult, kind of, um, you know, like, I forget the names of them, but um, one of, you know, what was the one in Rancho Santa Fe, um, California? That was, uh, that Heaven's, was Gate. Heaven's Gate. That was Marshall, Marshall Applewhite, I think. Okay. That's so but there was he, another you know, one. There was one. What was the one? The Solar Temple, whatever. And they all yes. went crazy and that happened. That was actually a Crowley cult. They were into um, the Golden Dawn and, and OTO. Really? And, uh, yeah, that was that was featured on Occult Crimes. Have you watched the Occult Crimes series I, yeah. on uh, what? Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, I was in there. Yeah, I know. I'm in I there saw somewhere. it. It's awesome. I was supposed to be there. There was. They did a full hour with me about uh, the West Memphis Three, but it got spiked. Oh no, kid! Of course yeah, it did. That's what that was. I was primarily why they interviewed me was for the West Memphis Three. Yeah. But well, then they, they the... took little pieces of me and interspersed it throughout the different ones because mm -hmm. they had talked about um, the guy who did it. His name was Christian. What was his last name? Christian Page, who was a French-Canadian. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why a lot of the stuff was in French. But uh, mm -hmm. he did the whole, we did the West Memphis Three, but I think he got some of his ideas from my book, Abomination, because I included a bunch of occult crimes in there. And then they mm -hmm. showed up in the in the thing like the rippers the chicago ripper killers well i was gonna say like i yeah because it's a call to call crimes and you know you're known for your great work on crowley and on the west memphis three and here you are on um on a totally unrelated part of the show i'm like wow you know yeah, no they they got spiked there was an hour i did the good i did a good two hours on the west memphis three and wow. I was interviewed here in Los Angeles, and it's gone, man. It's it's on the cutting floor. He might put it out on a different thing. Who knows? But uh, yeah. go and through that, and look. If you problem. compare all the occult crimes. See, the whole thing about the West Memphis 3 is supposedly it wasn't a occult crime. 
and there's no such thing as occult crimes, you know. And so that's where right. I put that right. list in in abominations is to show that some people are motivated by occults, and the FBI has some deranged, nonsensical uh, terminal like legal terminology, something that you could probably appreciate and understand is when <laughs> you put in this strained definition. Therefore, this thing didn't happen because their definition of occult mm -hmm. crimes. You have to have two people who plot and talk about Satanism and then commit the crime in a ritual oh, yeah. manner. And if it's not that way, it's not a cool crime. You know, it didn't make sense. So, to to, so they have to talk specifically about just Satanism, or uh, yeah, or something. You have to. I have to go get what it, what how they weaseled out of defining well, a cult. I did hear that crimes. that a lot of the, the like. I think that. Um, that was an excuse a lot for uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino. Um, and uh, a lot of the occult crimes, when they were traced back to him, he would say, well, you know, no, you can't. I'm protected under, you know, this law or something like that. We but uh, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting that you bring yeah. up Aquino because you thought, I mean, do you want to talk about that guy, Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Gonzalez. This is associated with Corey Good. He has some kind of secret helper by the name of Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez, right? Yes, and so the secret, no one's been able to verify who this is. I know a person who um, actually said uh, that he he pretended to be Gonzalez. He said, oh, I'm Gonzalez. He's like, tell Corey to look at my profile picture. He'll understand. And then and next, and this person called into the Fate of Black show, okay, while Corey was on. Interesting. And so, or something like that. Next night, they did a pre-interview with Corey to see if it was actually him. He's like, what kind of car did you show in up at or, or when I met you or some some kind of crazy questions. But the point is, is that he bought it, that it was just a random person. OK. Um, and so it's really nobody. I don't think I think is, is more likely. However, uh, Lieutenant Colonel that I think of when I think of the person who's who's been featured and has their hands all over these this UFO uh, community is. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, and he said it plenty of times. He's been on a lot of these radio stations with Dr. J Live and um, a lot of these conspiracy theory um, shows. Yeah. You know, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, who. So, anyway, uh, Corey Good says that Gonzalez is this guy, I think, I'm not sure if, um, where he's based out of, but he is sort of this military interlocutor liaison between the uh, extra terrestrials and blue avians and stuff and he was so he was so surprised that Corey was chosen to be the the ambassador of earth to the blue avians now you would think that if he, he was a highly intuitive empath that he, he could intuit that you know um these uh these restraining orders would be right out you right. know what i mean <laughs> right and that he wouldn't lay he wouldn't give threats out there available Threats. Oh, he's an empath, but you know he can't even really. He just attacks people, and 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 not just him. Like you know, the people who are basically making money off of them, or notoriety, or whatever. They think they're celebrities because now the technology has changed, where it's so personal that anybody can get on YouTube, and now True. the whole world is watching you. You know, so they have this false feeling of celebrity dumb and stuff, and it's really not that. You know, but they really relish in that power. I think. So yeah. Anyway, this Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez. That's I think no one. It's, it's no one. Has, Corey says that uh, you know really part of his uh, whole whole story with the Blue Avians. You know, it's either not 
non-existent and just made up, or it could most likely be uh, Colonel Michael Aquino. Interesting. Mm. I mean, he's still out there. Aquino's around. I heard. I know he's done interviews this year, so I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, and you know what's interesting is that uh, he was, he must have been listening to whatever I was doing at the time because he, I was on a radio show and I was saying, um, we were talking about Aquino, the Necronomicon, and Peter Lavenda's connection, right? right? Peter and Lavenda up. is Simon. It's 100% yeah, verified. 100%. Yeah, 100%. right. So now, but now there's, there's more to that. And now that has to do with Avon Press and all long story, but. I was basically making the connections between Aquino, Lavenda, and I, I didn't know, you know, 100%, but I was kind of saying, okay, well, it is interesting that he takes things from the Necronomicon, and then, and then wouldn't you know it, the next day, or something like the next week, they were on Dr. J Live together on the same show, uh, talking up to each other and giving each other accolades and all that stuff, and, you know, respecting each other's work. Uh, and, you know, if, for people who don't know, Michael Aquino is the, the founder of the Temple of Set and right. a high, high bird, you know, colonel and, and yeah. all that. And very oh, master, master of psychological operations. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. his friend, he wrote that whole book. What was it? Uh, Mind War. Mind, Mind mm -hmm. War, the future beyond psychological operations. But the interesting thing about that is that his co-writer was a guy who was heavily involved in the Bush administration and is on Fox oh, no. News all the time. Yeah. Was, Did that uh, be John Alexander? What's that? Colonel John John Alexander? No. Colonel John. No, his okay. name is, uh, I'll find it. That's okay. Uh, uh, but uh, John Alexander is another colonel who is uh, in, is very uh, influenced by Aquino and the mine war. Um, and Paul Valley, commander. Paul Valley. Yeah, yeah. No, Valet, he was on Fox News all the time. He was a go-to guy. Nope. Yeah, so that oh, book, so that's it, 